0: This is Rich Lowers from Uptown, and this WBEZ podcast is made possible with the
1: support of listeners like me.
2: Who's the. What is going
3: to be. When. We're Where they?
1: do I. Why is it called. How many. Besides
3: what the most. Energy? How many people. I was wondering. When how
1: how are we, we going to get what our.
3: What is the... <laughs> what?
4: You're listening to the Curious City podcast from WBEZ Chicago. You ask the questions, we answer them together.
3: If you listen to the first season of the Curious City podcast, well, here's a voice you'll remember. It's that of Logan Jaffe. Would you rather lick the bean in Millennium Park
0: or lick the bottom of your shoe?
3: Logan was formerly the Curious City intern, and I'm here to tell you that dreams do come true. Logan is now our multimedia producer, and here she is with a story well worth parking for.
0: Every neighborhood or town has its spectacle. It could be that weird purple storefront or that apartment inspired by Star Trek. In Chicago's Lincoln Square neighborhood, it's a bunch of old, seedy-looking motels all on the same street in a totally normal residential neighborhood far from the city's touristy hotspots. Nicole Kirkwood lives in Lincoln Square and drives by the motels all the time, like on the way to the grocery store or to nearby restaurants. And she's always thought that the motels seemed out of place. So... She asked Curious City.
2: I've always wondered why there are so many motels along Lincoln Avenue, north of Foster. Um, And how do they survive? To answer her
0: question, we hit the road.
2: We're driving up Lincoln. Right now we're crossing Foster. And in a couple blocks here, we'll go by our first motel, um, which is right near my grocery store. So that's kind of one of the first ones that to me was... A little out of place in this neighborhood because it's very residential. It's a really great Chicago neighborhood with just a little bit of everything.
0: But this residential neighborhood also has lots of old motels. Driving around, you can't miss them.
2: Just realize how many of them there are and, and what a concentrated area that is, you know, not not at all a, a draw for tourists.
0: Nicole has a point. Chicago's Lincoln Square neighborhood is about three miles east of the Edens Expressway and almost 10 miles north of any downtown attractions. It's a neighborhood, not a tourism hotspot with billboards on the interstate. So why would anyone build a motel here? To clear some things up, I call Patrick Steffis, editor of the history blog Forgotten Chicago. He says Lincoln Avenue, at least the parts with lots of motels, is actually one tiny stretch of U.S. Route 41 a 2,000-mile north-south highway that predates the interstate system. And back in the 50s, it was a popular way to travel long distances. He says these days, if you drive Nicole's neighborhood, it's easy to forget that history.
1: If you live on the north side or the northwest side and you know Lincoln Avenue, you're not necessarily thinking, oh, this is an interstate highway that goes from you know near Canada to near Cuba. You think of it as your highway.
0: That's especially the case because now most road trippers take the interstate, Highway 41 could bog you down in Chicago neighborhoods. Interstates let travelers avoid that inconvenience. And the first in our area was the Edens Expressway. It opened in 1951.
1: It was designed to get people into Chicago and then out of Chicago. It wasn't meant for people driving from, say, you know Highland Park to Skokie. It was meant for them to drive to Ohio.
0: You literally couldn't exit the Edens into a Chicago neighborhood. So the expressway was like a vacuum that sucked car traffic right out of Lincoln Square. But Lincoln Avenue hotels remained on the edge of town, and no one knew what to do with motels with names like the Tip Top and the Summit. 60 years later, you can still see the interstate's effect on Nicole's neighborhood. Patrick Steffis and I are standing on the corner of Lincoln Avenue and Peterson Avenue. It's the site of the Old Stars Motel, now an empty lot. It's
1: actually kind of reverting back to the natural prairie. And the sign is still there. It looks a little rough, but it would have been a very dramatic uh, view if you're driving in to Chicago to see this uh, colorful neon sign. I do remember when it lit up. It was quite quite fascinating. It was well kept.
0: But there's another sign standing there, too. Or the remains of one. It was a for-sale sign. After the motel was demolished in 2006, there were plans to build a condo here, but that never happened. Mid-century... 14 motels lined Lincoln Avenue. Now, there are only nine. So, how did those nine survive? Some motels developed certain niches. The Spa Motel was a favorite among touring bands. The bassist of a band called the DBs told me he once played an after show in the motel's lobby. The Acres Motel even housed a few long-term residents. But all of the motels on Lincoln Avenue experienced crime at some point. Prostitution, drug trades, murders, you name it. They attracted a new local clientele, and they kept Motel Row in business. At least for a while.
1: They became places that you wouldn't you know, have a relative that was in town stay overnight. And so it, it, it became apparent that they'd need to leave.
0: That's Alderman Patrick O'Connor. He's in Chicago's 40th Ward, where several old motels are. He says the motels are an issue of land use, that they use too much space for parking lots. So it's not surprising that when the chance came to demolish the motels, he took it. That was back in 2000.
1: We had properties that we would be willing to go in, condemn, and convert immediately without a great deal of controversy or without a lot of people in the neighborhood saying, oh, no, don't take that. That's my favorite grocery store. or That's my favorite, you know, dress shop. And these were places that nobody in the neighborhood was lighting any candles to keep there.
0: O'Connor had political and financial support from City Hall, and he demolished three motels in three years. He built a police station, a park, and a public library in their places. But public money ran out, and O'Connor says that's too bad. If he'd gotten his way, all of the motels would be gone. Including the Apache. There it is. It's up
2: here on the right.
0: Nicole and I want to see why it's held up over the years. Plus, it's the only motel on Lincoln Avenue with its own website.
5: My name is Manu Patel, and uh, I own this place for the last 25 years. This is a small mom-and-pop style motel. Uh, we have 27 units. Within
0: a few minutes, Patel hands us a plaque inscribed with a quote from Mahatma Gandhi. Go
5: ahead and read one
2: time. A customer is the most important visitor on our premises.
0: And it becomes clear why the Apache is one of the only motels on Lincoln Avenue with good reviews on Yelp. He is doing a favor
2: by giving us an opportunity to do so.
5: That's the philosophy on which I run my place. That's the philosophy of our family anyway. My daughters grew up in this place helping me. So we choose the clientele, which is good for the family-style people.
0: Patel says that's the only way to keep a good reputation. And he doesn't really advertise, so that's all he's got.
5: You'll be surprised. In this neighborhood, so many families know me by the name Patel mm-hmm. because their family come here.
0: Patel takes Nicole and me into room 9, the room he's most proud of.
2: Oh, oh cool. <laughs> Is this the honeymoon suite?
5: <laughs> when did you put that wallpaper up? I want to say about uh, 8, 9 years ago. Hopefully you like it. You like it?
0: I did kind of like it, but palm tree muraled wallpaper aside... Patel's made some other impressive changes to the Apache Motel. He created a website, installed Wi-Fi. He added brighter lights in the parking lot and installed video surveillance. He even replaced the sign's neon lights with LEDs.
5: People looking for a safer place. Police department is close by, so people feel safe.
0: Lo and behold, he's referring to a police station down the street, right where the spa motel was demolished. As for the motel's future, well, you can look at it this way the neighborhood's still dealing with its history as a traveler's stop, only to have modern-day drivers stay away. Alderman O'Connor still wants the motels gone, but from private development this time. Manu Patel says he'll keep improving his motel business, and Nicole, our question asker, has her own motel survival tactic.
2: I think there's a huge opportunity, really, if there was a a joint marketing effort among them, because there's certainly a demand, I would think, for low-cost lodging options in the city.
3: Logan Jaffe reported that story, but it was started by Nicole Kirkwood, who was curious about her own neighborhood. What do you wonder about your neck of the woods? Ask your question at wbez.org slash CuriousCity. And while you're there, check out what else Logan dug up. She found photos, archival ads, and she interviewed the bassist from the band called the DBEs. They played the Spa Motel while on tour with R.E.M. in 1987. Again, that's all at WBEZ.org slash Thanks for listening.
4: Curious City is produced by WBEZ, Chicago Public Media, Ziga, and Air, the Association of Independence in Radio. Our senior producer is Jennifer Brandel. Sean Ali edits the series, and Logan Jaffe is our multimedia producer. The Curious City podcast is mixed by Sarah Liu with help from Mickey Capper. You can subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or listen to our back catalog in SoundCloud. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WBEZ Curious City. Lead financial support for Curious City comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Chicago Public Media creates award-winning content about the issues that affect our community, our nation, and our world. More information is available at chicagopublicmedia.org. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week.
1: At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind npr's throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed find npr's throughline wherever you get your podcasts
4: before we start the show we here at curious city want to let you in on a little known fact about wbez 89 percent of all our funding comes from community support including contributions from curious listeners like you if this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org slash curious. Thank you.